This is episode 27 of The Focused Mindset. Today, we're going to talk all about confirmation bias. But first, if you're new here, welcome. We're so glad to have you. Don't forget to push subscribe so you don't miss any of the family-oriented content that we have here. You've been upgraded to Parenting 2.0. New expectations requires a new mindset, the focused mindset. I'm Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. Raising kids is an amazing journey, and things don't always turn out as planned. Still, you get to share your life with an adult in training. This podcast will help you meet every new challenge with confidence and be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you could be with me today as we talk about confirmation bias. I've had some recent experiences that have shown me how confirmation bias has really been real in my own life and with some of the people that are close to me as well. And also, before we even get into all that, look, the holidays are right around the corner. Can we even believe this? This year has been by far the weirdest year ever, but now we're coming up on Christmas. I don't know about you, but I'll probably do a lot of shopping online. And if you're looking for something amazing to get for your kids, whether they're four all the way up to 18, you really need to look into the products made by the Big Life Journal. The Big Life Journal is endorsed by me and I'm affiliate because I believe in what they put out. They put out products that are great quality, colorful, fun. Kids love it. But more than that, it gives kids a place to write and learn about how to be resilient and how to live in a confident manner and how to fight confirmation bias in their own life and learn to focus on the positive things that are around them. My daughter loves it. I love it. My clients do. And that's why I'm so proud to endorse it. And I want you to know that they have journals for little ones and they also have games and they have uh, all kinds of fun products. And if you'd like to check them out, you can jump over to my website, thefocusedmindset.com. You'll want to look under coaching and you'll see the drop down menu where it says the big life journal. And I have all the products there that you can look at, browse, and hopefully find some wonderful gifts that will come to you before Christmas that you can put under your tree. And when you do, you'll be supporting the Focused Mindset. You'll be supporting this podcast. Some of you ask, how can I support you? That's the best way to do it. Because at no extra cost to you, when you use my link, I'm able to get a kickback because I am endorsing it and supporting it. But it doesn't cost any more to you than if you bought these products anywhere else. So it's a win-win for both of us. And you can also click on the show notes where I'll leave a easy link where you can just click it and it'll go right to the products. If you buy it through the link in my show notes or through my website, you'll be able to support this podcast. And I really appreciate it. You will not be disappointed. At the end of this podcast, we're going to do a solution-focused exercise that comes directly from the Big Life Journal, something you can do for yourself and for your family. But first, confirmation bias. What is it? 
Well, the definition of confirmation bias is the tendency to interpret new evidence as confirmation to one's existing beliefs or theories. So that means as you look around and you see something in your world, your mind goes back to a memory that you had and it helps confirm your belief even more so. If at one point in life, you began to believe that there's a Starbucks at every other corner. Now that might actually be true around my area, but let's say you believe that, well, all of a sudden, every time you see a Starbucks, you would have a confirmation. See, there's another Starbucks. See, there's another Starbucks. And the confirmation bias would work to where you really believed in your heart of hearts that everywhere around the world, there's a Starbucks on every corner. Confirmation bias can work for us for the negative and it can work for us for the good. Recently, I was working out with one of my favorite instructors at my um, fitness gym. And she said, you're really good at working out. Now that would seem like it would be no big deal, except for that this is a statement that I've never heard before in my whole life. And I thought, I'm really good at working out. That didn't even, that didn't even register as a statement that was real. And I had to really ponder why I thought that and why she would say that I was good at working out. It's been about maybe four years that I began my journey to see what it's like to work out. Before that in my life, I had never, ever consistently worked out. I say consistently. It could be even that I never worked out. I didn't value it in my life. I would endorse it for my kids, sure, but for me, no, there wasn't a lot of exercise going on at all. And one day, a little after Christmas, I began to think, wow, I wonder what the other half lives like. I wonder what it's like to be the person that has gym clothes and works out and goes up, wakes up in the morning and, and exercises. And so I thought, you know what? I think I ought to try this. I try not to live my life with regret. And what if I end up regretting that I never know what it like it's and what if I end up regretting the fact that I never knew what it was like to work out? So I decided, you know what? For a month, I'm gonna see what it's like. And I even thought, okay, and after I do it for those few weeks, if I like it, maybe I'll give it one year of my life just to see what the other half lives like. I decided, well, first thing, get some workout clothes. I went to the store. I didn't even own one single bit of workout clothes at that time in my life. And I got ready to go to the gym one day. And I drove up to the parking lot and I parked and I watched the people scurrying in with their gym bags and their friends. And I looked inside and saw people on treadmills, lifting weights. And I thought, oh, no this is not me. I'm no good at this. What am I thinking? And I just rolled right out of the parking lot. I didn't even go in to the gym, but I decided to try again. And the next day I went ahead and went in and I walked around and I did the treadmill for a couple of minutes and walked out. And that was the beginning of me figuring out what it was like to work out. I felt clumsy. I felt out of place. Everything seemed hard Everything was foreign to me. Every machine, I felt like the eyes were all on me as I was trying to read what it was, what that machine even worked out, let alone how to use it. 
Slowly but surely, I asked advice and I got a little help. And I kept telling myself, this is only a year. I'm probably not going to even like it, but it's only a year. It's only a month and then maybe a year at the most. And then I'll be done with this journey. But something interesting happened. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot and I felt great. I started looking forward to my workouts and I started paying attention and trying to do my form correctly and things that I would have never even thought or dreamed of beforehand. But what's interesting is that through this entire time, up until a few weeks ago, I still would constantly tell myself, you're not very good at this. You're doing it anyway, and that's great, but you're not very good at this. And everything changed when that instructor told me, you're good at working out. All of a sudden, I thought, wait a minute. What happens if that's confirmation bias that I've been living with? Since I was a little girl, I've never been in sports. People will kind of make fun of how I ran all clunky. And I never was the first one when we were doing races way, way back in elementary school. Maybe that was just confirmation bias in my mind, believing that every time a small thing happened, that I wasn't any good at working out. But really, I was able to work out. And it just was a mind shift for me at that very moment, because I realized that I've gotten good at working out through these years, but my mind was still telling me I'm terrible at it. It was limiting me from doing my best. It was limiting me from just really thriving, growing, changing, adjusting even more. And since that moment that I realized that, I have fought that confirmation bias in my life. I've decided that, you know what? I can work out and I'm good at it. I'm going to choose to believe what that instructor said rather than all of the other confirmations that I've seen in my past that just wasn't true. I'm glad that I had that moment because even since then, I feel like my mind has been unlocked to be able to try new things and do better. And I believe that I will always have a lifetime of learning. And from here on out, I'm going to choose to believe that I am good at working out. And I believe that it will change my future if we were all able to think about the things in our life that haven't affected us in a positive way, but we believe it, and then stop and question, where did that come from? Is it actually true? Or is it just something that I keep believing because I've heard it before? Sometimes we are limiting ourselves by our own thoughts, by our own actions then that come because of our thoughts. And I encourage you guys to decide that if there's something that I'm believing that is possibly not true, that I'm willing to confront it. I'm willing to look at it head on and I'm willing to see if there's another way. Now, how might this work with your child? Your child is going to struggle with a lot as they grow up. Growing up is a lot of falling down and picking yourself back up and falling down and picking yourself back up. If your child has struggled in one particular area and it's been a real thorn for you to try and work with them, you might begin to always see that negative thing in them and you'll begin to confirm the bias. They, for instance, never listen to me. They always ignore me. They never listen to me. And then each and every time they ignore you, that confirms that bias and your mind believes it even more. How in the world is that helpful to raising your child? It certainly isn't. 
So you could begin to say, wait a minute, is there a time that they did listen to me? Is there a time they did follow directions quickly? I need to begin to see those things. I need to be able to notice the exceptions. That's what we talk about in our solution-focused practices. Notice the exceptions. There's power in it. You might realize that it happens way more than you thought. And as a matter of fact, your child can, for this example, listen the first time or obey you, whatever it might be. But they are struggling with learning that, sure. But it doesn't mean that that needs to be something that you make a cement in your mind so firmly that that's all that you see. You know, a lot of the confirmation biases that we walk around with came from what we heard from our parents or the people that raised us. Then we heard it and then we were like, well, wait a minute, maybe that is true. You know, a kid that um, eats too much and the parent decides to tell them, you know what, you're just getting fat. And the child hears, I'm fat. And then they believe that that's the person they are. They believe they can't change. They believe there's nothing they can do about it. Really consider What am I putting out there in this world? What words am I saying? What beliefs am I putting out? And am I giving people the benefit of the doubt to be their best? Or am I choosing to believe something that is a negative? That's something that I've really been, uh, I guess, challenging myself on. And I'm glad that I am because there's many moments that I need to correct myself and many moments that I need to step back and adjust my original thinking, to be in line with how I really want to think, how I really want to believe, and what I really think is true. I had an interesting conversation with a friend the other day, and we were talking about depression and how a lot of people in today's society struggles from either very sad and low and deeply dark thoughts or fall into a full depression. And we got on the subject of suicide and suicidal thoughts. And he asked a question. He said, as a professional, do you think that having suicidal thoughts is like having an incurable disease? That once you have them, you'll always have them? And I stopped and I thought. And I was reminded of confirmation bias. And I thought of a freeway. And I think that Negative thoughts and depression and suicidal thoughts is much like an off-ramp of a freeway. And this is what I told him. I said, as you're driving along on a freeway, if you always get off on the same off-ramp, your mind automatically knows that you get off there and it will automatically decide to move over to the right lane to get off the freeway when that exit comes. And if you don't take captive of your thoughts and you have walked down the road of depression and suicidal thoughts a few times, then your mind very well knows that road. And it's willing to start to walk down that path, just like when you begin to veer off the freeway and get off an exit that you're familiar with. It takes a little more effort at that point because your mind knew that path to pass that exit. And tell yourself, no, that's not the exit that we get off on. That's not where I want to be. Is it possible? Absolutely. Curable? Absolutely in that way. Because you can take captive of your thoughts. You are able to do that. But once you exit off that exit ramp and you begin to drive down the road of depressed thoughts that lead to why am I even here? Why does it even matter? 
Well, it takes a little while to find yourself back to the freeway. It takes even more effort. Possible? Absolutely. Because we, of course, have the desire to be on the right road, moving in the direction that's going where we want to go. But it takes a little more effort to figure out how to navigate the side roads and hop back on that freeway. What's best is to stay on the freeway and choose to recognize when your mind is ready to walk down that same confirmation bias type road and just say, oh yeah, I know that's true. Well, the next thing must be true too. And the next negative thought must be true. Saying, wait a minute, that's not the exit I get off of. Absolutely not. I'm walking forward. So I feel that the depressed emotions that can come over us is not a disease that's incurable. It's a mindset that we can begin to conquer. And when we do see that old familiar exit and begin to go off that road, we shouldn't be too hard on ourselves. We should recognize it. And then we can jump back on the path we want to be. It's so important that, uh, that we have those type of conversations like I had with my friend, but also that we have open conversation with our kids about these type of things, because sometimes their mind is beginning to have a loop that is dangerous and we don't even know about it. Now that kids are spending more time at home, especially in 2020, that's happening even more than we probably realize But we also need to realize that kids are extremely resilient and we need to lean into helping them with that resilience in such a way where we're there to be their helper, their cheerleader. We're able to help them know that there is something to dream about and hope about and believe in, even though we've had so much uncertainty in our life right now. Recently, I was uh, listening to something from my work that they had put out for the staff. A gentleman, Jim Kippel and Mark Pfeiffer got together and they did a video for all the people at our school district. And they talked about how kids are thinking today and how all of this um, coronavirus pandemic is affecting them. And they brought up that kids are reacting to this change. And it doesn't mean they're broken. It doesn't mean that they are forever going to be uh, messed up because of this. It means that they're reacting and that it's okay for us to realize that they have resilience and to be a leader in that, to show them that it's going to be okay. But me, as I was listening to them, I thought, wow, I wonder if we're not careful, if kids will have a confirmation bias based on some of the things that they've witnessed and seen this year that will carry with them long after the virus is no longer a threat. And if that's a danger, how can we as parents begin to fight that now, begin to combat that so that's not a struggle in our child's life? I believe that that's absolutely possible. It's possible through reminding our kids of who they really are and what is actually true about our world and not all the things that are so mixed up, reminding them of how things will be when it gets normal and allowing them to dream, allowing them to dream about their future and dream big. Dream big in spite of any challenges that they face that's out of the ordinary this year. I started to think about what are the confirmation biases 
that our kids might walk away with in 2020 if we're not careful. Schooling has been a struggle. Many kids have not done as well this year as they've done previously, or it's been really challenging for them to live up to their full potential. While I'm coaching and while I'm counseling, kids know that they're not living up to their best. They know that they're not reaching that full potential, and it worries them. Right now, everything's so fresh that they still do remember the kind of student they were, and they feel really let down in themselves and worried. And these are some of the real feelings that they go through. They try and hide it or they try and live up to their best when their parents may be frustrated with them that they're not getting in all of their work. But deep down, they feel like, wow, I'm not doing so well in school. And I began to think, could this turn into a confirmation bias where they believe that they're not good at school? Could they walk into the next year when education begins to get more and more back to normality? and believe, well, I'm not really that great in school. Yeah, 2020 kind of messed me up. I'm not so good in school. What a tragedy if that occurs. But you as a parent can have a huge influence to make sure that it doesn't occur by reminding them of who they really are and who you believe that they will be. You can say, oh, this has been a little glitch, but I know you're a great student. Oh, I know things hasn't gone so well in the last few months, but wow, you're really good at remembering things. You're good at memorizing. You have an amazing mind for science, whatever their gifts are. School-wise, find it, bring it up. I believe that that'll change their confirmation bias from being something that might be uh, something that walks with them as far as a negativity towards school or grades into something that just happened, but it wasn't really who they were. What are some other confirmation biases that might happen in 2020? You're probably thinking of several. It might be that they decide, I can't learn unless I'm online. Maybe they do well online and they think, you know, in person just isn't going to work. I do better online. Or maybe they think, I can't do online and that's not going to work because lots of college classes and even high school classes are only offered online. We don't want a confirmation bias that they think they can't do online because of their experience that might have been a little more negative this year. What about thinking that everything is dangerous? I talked to a mom the other day where their child began to get more and more nervous the closer they got to a social gathering that they were going to have with people. And it was all very safe, all very normal, but she got nervous. And she said, I think it's going to be dangerous, mom. I think it's going to be dangerous. Well, is that going to be a confirmation bias that some of our kids walk around with because they've heard so much about all the germs and all the danger is that everything is dangerous. Can we fight that? Yes, we can. We can talk about the things that aren't dangerous, the things that are adventurous and fun and worthwhile. And we can help them remember or help them to know that that's true. I say we help our kids right now to fight confirmation bias in them to be able to tell them what's really true. Yes, we feel stressed sometimes, but that doesn't mean we'll always feel stress. Yes, we have anxiety, but that doesn't mean that that'll stick with us forever. That will help our mindset be in a proper place to be able to move forward with confidence. We all want that for our kids. We're all trying to find out how can we get back to normal? How can we help our kids not be affected by this? I think what we can do is control the one thing that we can control, and that's ourselves. 
We can control the words that come out of our mouth, the confirmation that we put towards our children so they hear our words confirming positive things. We can notice in them if they're beginning to believe things that aren't exactly accurate and help them with that. The truth is our world has many things that are completely safe and not dangerous at all. And most kids before this were free to run and play without any of these worries that they are walking around with right now. So we want them to get back to being able to be adventurous and having a very open attitude about life and people and relationships. And we want them to explore everything about their life. So what's another way we can do this? Help them dream. Help them dream of a preferred future. What do you want it to look like? And nothing's ruled out. It doesn't matter if they see it right now as an option or not. They can dream about it. And we can help confirm that that's the right way to live. Well, I mean, we don't know what our future holds, but we can control our thoughts. And dreaming is one way that we can do that. Dreaming of what we would like to happen, what our gifts are, and how might that affect our future is a positive step in the right direction, not only for us, but for our kids. Maybe you need to start by dreaming about what you want to be possible in your family. How do you want your families to feel? Some of you have felt very trapped at home. Some parents out there that I'm talking to right now have felt so stir crazy that you just don't know what to do with yourself. You're like, I need to get out. I need to do something else besides help my kids with school and be home and all of this type of stuff. And, and then you might feel guilty for feeling that way because you're like, well, wait a minute, I get to be with my family. What's wrong with me? I have, I have it made. Um, maybe you're in a blessed situation where your, uh, your significant other is working and you have the finances to be able to stay home. And you're like, why do I feel this way? You know what? Every human needs adventure. They need to look forward to something. And sometimes the events of 2020 has kind of stripped that away from us. We kind of just look at the very next thing we have to do. And it can be very debilitating, very, uh, I don't know, those depressing thoughts can just begin to pop up and it will come out with us saying, I got to get away. I got to do something. Stay grounded. Stay grounded and stay the course, parent, because you're doing what's right. And there's a lot of joy and happiness on the other side of this. Lots of opportunities that you're going to be able to grow and, and explore and, and take new uh, opportunities that arise and, and make them your own. That's in your horizon. Dream about it. Believe it. Don't get too stuck in the fact that this year has been odd. Fight the confirmation bias within you. And yes, look at the joys in your life. But if you are having that need for adventure, that need to do something, explore that. What does that look like? What adventure might be awaiting you that doesn't entail leaving any place? but it entails using your imagination and doing something different in a different type of way. Yes, now is a perfect time for us to really look at ourselves and be real with ourselves, but then look for a positive preferred future. It's the way that we're going to be able to be leaders. And we need to be leaders. We need to show leadership to our 
family right now. If you're an adult in your home, then you have been deemed a leader, whether you like it or not, because the people around you are watching you. And the way that you react to all of the changes, they watch it and they emulate, they believe it. So show leadership by letting them know that things will get better. Show confidence. Even if you have to use some acting skills for a while, that's okay. Tell yourself that it's going to be different and then tell your kids that same thing that you believe the future is going to be bright and then figure out how to do that and then be their cheerleader. You see, if they are fighting the same negative thoughts that you might be now and then, being their cheerleader is going to be the best way to just break them out of that. Saying, you can do this. You got this. You are so important in this world. They're going to walk into anything they're doing, whether it be online or a future endeavor with your confident words in their mouth. So give them permission to live their best life, even in spite of the things that might make them feel insecure and also showing compassion because everyone is going through their own set of emotions and they own it in a different type of way. And as promised, I do have a solution-focused exercise. This exercise comes from the blue Big Life Journal that's designed for kids that are 11 and older. On page 68, you'll find this. If you have this book, you might want to follow along. Now first, I'm going to read a little bit from this book, starting on page 68. Dreaming Up Your Life is the title. Imagine there's absolutely no limits to what you can become or do in your life. You can dream up anything you want to be, a world changer, an Olympian, a YouTube star, a president. It doesn't have to be just one thing. You can dream up any place you want to go, any city, any town you want to live in. Your dreams are only limited by your imagination. On the next page, it says, your version of success. It can be as unique as you are. When we think about our goals and future, it's important to define what success means to us personally. Sometimes we get distracted by following other successful people and thinking that if we only had what they had, we would be successful too. The reality is we all have different ideas of what success means. It depends on our personality, our background, our environment, and so on. Defining what success means to you is one of the most important steps in creating a life that truly makes you happy. When you achieve your personal version of success, you have truly won. And then at the bottom of page 70, you can see what does success look like? And it gives the child a whole bunch of different types of, of prompts of what success might look like to them. Is it graduating, living in a big city, helping others, feeling loved, being kind, getting a good job, being independent, creating, having a big family, feeling secure, learning how to code, being organized, having the things that you want, gives them all these ideas. What rings true to them? And now we're at the point where we're talking about our exercise. The exercise is for you to sit down and write with your kids what 
it means to be successful. What does success mean to you? You can write it right in this journal on page 71 or get out a piece of paper and write down what does success mean to you? Discuss it with your child. How do you define success? And then you write it down. No judgment. Whatever your child comes up with. This is not a time to correct them and be like, oh, well, no, that's actually not success. Just recognize what's going on in their mind. What do they view success as? Recognize it and honor it by writing it down. Success to me means being, and then you write it down. It means feeling, write it down. Pursuing, becoming, and having. If you can help your child and you identify what it means to be successful, then you can begin to really start the journey of dreaming and dreaming big and not just dreaming a random thing that then they think, oh, yeah, right. I'm going to I'm going to become a fairy princess. (laughs) Um, But they can really begin to dream based on their version of success. And that is the most likely dreams to come true because it rings true to them. No longer will they be focused on the negative confirmation bias that they might be getting this year thinking, oh, I don't know if I'm so good at school or I don't know if this world is going to be a safe place. Rather than that, they're going to be dreaming about their version of success. So do this activity for yourself and with your kids this week. And we're coming to the end of another podcast. It's been so great discussing this with you. And I hope that you'll do exactly what I did and begin to notice the things in your life that is a confirmation bias. And is it something you want to keep or something you need to replace? And don't forget to check out my show notes. I'm going to put a link for the Big Life Journal right there that you can get for your child today. I'm also going to put a link for our Focused Mindset community. And I also wrote a course uh, on communication that's going to come out in a few weeks called Conversations That Empower. In a few weeks, it's going to be for sale on my website. But if you're interested, hop on the link below and I'll be happy to send you information, put you on the pre-order list and get you a great discount when it comes. So go to thefocusedmindset.com slash empowered if you want to get on my pre-order list for that course. In that course, we talk about using the confirmation bias in a conversation to make sure that you're prepared to use it for the good. So I hope you hop on that list because you're not going to want to miss this course. And for now, let's get out there and have conversations with our family that lead to a positive outcome. And until next time, keep in touch and take care.